0: Hello, guys and girls, Robin Leeson here, and I am jumping on this morning because I'm going to be recording my podcast on this incredible book, Atomic Habits by James Clear. So I thought I'd jump on live so that you guys can get the inside scoop. You might just hear a little snippet of this, you might hear the whole thing, um, but if not, you can go and check out my podcast, Boss Up with Bobs. It's available on Spotify and on Apple, um, so make sure you're subscribed to that. Um, there's going to be a lot more incredible content coming on that podcast in the next few weeks and also next year as well. So I actually listened to this book on Audible maybe like a year ago. Um, and when I like something that I listen to, I, I want to read the book. OK, I feel like I I can learn stuff when I'm listening because I tend to listen when I'm passive, when I'm cooking, when I'm cleaning, when I'm getting ready, when I'm doing my makeup, all that sort of stuff but if i actually want to absorb and implement i find that i'm much better off reading the actual book and and i've also started doing like another little hack as well which could be useful for you guys so when i'm reading the book i always used to highlight and all that kind of stuff but now what i do is when i'm reading the book i have my phone there and i have the notes app open on my iphone and what i do is when i get to a sentence or a point that i like and i want to implement i literally open the notes in my phone and I voice to text and I read out what the sentence is and then my iPhone types it for me. So it takes next to no time, but then what I've got is a whole list of notes in my phone for that book that I can just refer to. Um, And that's what I'm gonna be going through with you guys today. These are the notes that I made that were the points that really, really stood out to me whilst I was reading the book. So point number one is the quality of our lives often depends on the quality of our habits what we do consistently every single day literally adds up to create our life and to create our reality. And so with the same habits, you'll end up with the same results, but with better habits, anything is possible. And I feel like that's so important for this time of year because really, if you have these new year's resolutions and you have these goals that you wanna achieve next year, it really all comes down to the habits that you create. So if you want different results, you need different habits. Um, Another thing that really stood out to me as well, especially with the business that I'm in, is that a bigger audience creates bigger opportunities. A lot of times, and if you're in business, you'll understand this, it might be that there's people out there with a lower quality product or a lower quality service than what you offer, but the difference is they're just better known and better known wins. And that's such a key point in business, in everything. If you're trying to create an impact, if you're trying to build a business, if you're trying to build influence, you need to focus on becoming better known. Um, And that doesn't mean necessarily most liked. um, But it does mean that the more eyeballs you have on you and the more people that know who you are and what your offering is, the bigger you can scale your business, the more sales you can make, the more impact you can make. Um, And so there was a a note in there that he wrote as well. And and to write a great book, you must first become the book. And I thought this was so powerful, especially in and I've heard this in trainings I've been to as well. I love a a positive quote, like because they speak to me and because they actually do something to me, not just I'm like, oh, that's cute or whatever. But in order to write a book or share a quote or whatever, you must first become that you need to embody it before you kind of put it out there. And I loved that. And this is all just the introduction. So now we're going to get into chapter one. So chapter one, he talks about and he shares the story of the I think it was the I want to say the British cycling team. And and he talks about the aggregation of marginal gains which was the philosophy of searching for a tiny margin of improvement in everything you do. So a lot of people think that to have drastic change, they need to uh, make like these drastic habits. When really, if you just look to everything you did and you just tightened the screws on each little thing just a little bit, those marginal gains then compound over time. And if you improved everything you do by just one percent, the level of your life, the level of your results will massively increase. And success is the product of daily habits, not once in a lifetime transformations. And this is something that I see a lot is that people will get in shape for something, okay? They'll get a once in a lifetime transformation, but the method that they've used, they haven't actually created good habits to get there. They've done drastic things. um, They've massively cut their calories and they're training like beasts in the gym. And actually, do you know what? This is something that happened to me um, at the beginning of this year. I, I did 75 hard. I'll probably never do it again, but I went too far one way, that as soon as I stopped, it it hadn't created good habits for me. And maybe I did it wrong, I don't know, because I know people that have completed it and absolutely loved it and have kept the habits. But for me, it was too much of a jump. Um, And so I didn't maintain those habits. And so then I slipped back into my old ones. Whereas if I had just focused on forever increasing each aspect of my life by 1%, it would have been a lot more sustainable. And it wouldn't have been a, a once in a lifetime, lifetime transformation, but the habits that I've built since I did like my whole weight loss journey, since I dropped my four dress sizes, lost two stone, those were consistent habits. I've been consistent with those for almost five years now. And that's what allows me to remain energised, remain healthy because I've built those consistent habits. Okay, so it doesn't matter how successful or unsuccessful you are right now. What matters is whether your habits are putting you on the p- the path towards success. So stop focusing on, am I there yet? Am I there yet? And be like, am I on the right path? When you switch that focus, it makes such a huge change uh, in your results. So your outcomes are a lagging measure of your habits. Your net worth is a lagging measure of your financial habits. Your weight is a lagging measure of your eating habits. Your knowledge is the lagging measure of your learning habits and your clutter is a a lagging measure of your cleaning habits. You get what you repeat. So everything you're doing now will create your results in 90 days time. So the habits that you have installed right now are gonna add up and accumulate and they're gonna give you your results in a few months time. So there's always a lag. And when you're just starting out with something, be that a new business, be that a health journey, be that a new relationship or whatever it might be, right? Your results are a a lag. There's always a lag. You've got to show up and do something consistently before you actually see the results, whether that's good or bad. So sometimes you're like, oh, well, I've eaten a salad today and I haven't dropped two stone. But then on the flip side, you're like, oh, well, I've eaten fast food today and I am not ill. But if you accumulate those habits and you repeat them every single day, You are literally gonna get those results in 90 days time. Phil, definitely check it out. Get it on your list for next year. It's an incredible book. Even though I'm basically giving you all of the nuggets now, but defo read the book. Okay, where are we? So your results have very little to do with the goals you set and nearly everything to do with the systems you follow. I have become obsessed with systems in my life since starting this book and since starting with our mentor, I'm really systematizing everything in my life. And oh my God, the headspace I have created is insane. I've got so much more space in my mind for thinking, for creating, for reviewing, for just being in that headspace to innovate. Whereas before it was so cluttered with, chasing after my tail and trying to get everything done and stay on top of everything. I didn't really have that space to create and I'm actually really creative and I'm really good at at reviewing and tightening and innovating and adapting things to make them better when I have the headspace to do it. So I'm really excited to continue to to systematize my life and to systematize my business so that I have that headspace to then create um, into next year. So... Bad habits repeat themselves again and again, not because you don't want change, but because you have the wrong system for change. So you do not rise to the level of your goals, you fall to the level of your systems. So again, it's putting the emphasis on the end goal and the thing that you're aiming for instead of on the systems you have in place that are gonna create it. And creating the systems themselves actually have their own reward. Like putting these systems in place, like I get those little wins every day because my life is just easier. Um, And so shifting that perspective instead of being like, I'm going here, I'm going here, I'm going here. You definitely need that. But you also need to be like, I'm going here and this is how I'm going here and this is how and having that system in place. Okay, so chapter two talks about how there's three layers of behavioural change. Number one is outcomes and results. Number two is processes and systems. And number three is identity. So outcomes are about what you get. Processes are about what you do and identity is about what you believe. So identity habits is really the key. It's like, who do you wish to become? And so, for example, if you were a smoker, this is the the example he uses. If you're a smoker and you're trying to quit or you have quit and you're out with your friends and you get offered a cigarette, your response is so important because if you say, oh, no, thanks. I don't want the cigarette. I'm trying to quit. That's very different to the response being, no, thanks. I'm not a smoker. You detach yourself from that identity of being a smoker because you say I'm not a smoker. So why would I need that cigarette? Right? Whereas if you're like, oh, I'm trying to quit. It's the same as if you're trying to change your health habits, right? If you're turning down I don't know, dessert or whatever, and you're like, I'm on a diet or I'm trying to lose weight, that's a very different identity than no thanks, I that's not in alignment or whatever, right? It's just like the no thanks. It's it's having the identity of a healthy person instead of having a identity of an unhealthy person that's trying not to be unhealthy, right? By the way, I still love desserts. You can be healthier and have desserts. Just a quick disclaimer for you guys. Um, And so behind every system of actions are a system of beliefs. So it's hard to change your habits if you never change the underlying beliefs that led to your past behavior. You have a new goal and a new plan, but you haven't changed who you are. So bear that in mind when you're going into the new year, you need to think about the underlying beliefs attached to these things that you're trying to change. The goal is not to read a book. The goal is to become a reader, right? the the goal is not to stop smoking the goal is to become a non-smoker right the goal is not to lose two stone the goal is to become a healthy person so it's all about identity and the, the systems of beliefs behind that every action you take is a vote for the person you wish to become You win by majority, not 100% of the vote. So I've done a whole um, live on this before. So go check it out. I'll probably upload it to the podcast as well, but going into more detail on that. So think of the goal and work backwards to the type of person that could achieve the outcome that it is you want. And if you act like that type of person long enough, you become that type of person. So find someone that has that thing that you're looking to obtain or has that life that you're looking to live or has that body or whatever it might be and be like, right, what do they do? And if you embody those same things and you act like that type of person long enough, you become that type of person. Your habits shape your identity and your identity shapes your habits. They're very much interlinked. You need to look at them both at the same time in order to get the results. Habits are not about having something. They're about becoming someone. I thought that, that chapter was just so powerful. OK, on to chapter three. And I've got to get this done in the next 10 minutes, I've got to prep for a call. Cool. So, <laughs> your habits are just a series of automatic solutions that solve the problems and stresses you face regularly. So, when you do something that solves a problem for yourself, your brain remembers that and then it becomes automatic, right? So that's how we can do things on autopilot. And most of our lives are are on autopilot. We're just repeating the same thing that solved a problem for us once before. As habits are created, the level of activity in the brain decreases. You learn to lock in on the cues that predict success and tune everything else out. Habits do not restrict freedom, they create it. In fact, the people who don't have their habits handled are often the ones with the least amount of freedom. Without good financial habits, you will always be struggling for the next dollar, or pound, or euro, or wherever you're listening to this. Without good health habits, you will always seem to be short on energy. Without good learning habits, you will always feel like you're behind the curve. If you are always being forced to make decisions about simple tasks, when should I work out? Where should I go to write? When do I pay the bills? Then you have less time for freedom. It's only by making the fundamentals of life easier that you can create the mental space needed for free thinking and creativity. Um, and so building habits in the present allows you to do more of what you want in the future. I love that. And that's why I've become so um, obsessed with systematizing my life. Okay, I'm going to whiz through these last few points. So on to chapter five then, implementation intention, which is your statement outlining when and where to act, how you intend to implement a particular habit, the time and the location as cues. So here's a perfect example with the book. I have started leaving the book. I used to put it away or whatever. I started leaving the book on the table that the Christmas tree is on behind me. Um, because that's the chair that I read in every morning, okay? And so with that book, I also put my notebook that I write my goals lists down into every morning. So by setting that up, I know the time I'm gonna read, I know where I'm gonna read in that chair, And the book is already there for me. It's creating those cues. So many people think that they lack motivation when what they really lack is clarity. And once an implementation intention has been set, you don't have to wait for inspiration to strike. When the moment of action occurs, like seeing the book on the table, there is no need to make a decision, simply follow your predetermined plan. So you create the statement of, I will X your behavior, at the time you're gonna do it in the location. Being specific about what you want and how you will achieve it helps you to say no to things that derail your progress, distract your attention and pull you off course. And when you chain small habits together, um, that's when you can create that ripple effect, right? So after I have completed this existing habit, I will complete this new habit, okay? So here's here's a perfect example. I always um, get, changed in the in the bathroom well obviously I get undressed to get in the shower and when I get out the shower that's when I move my clothes and I've started to put a washing bag on the back of the door in the bathroom to put my washing straight into that's the new habit so I already had the shower habit and the clothes were there so I now just put them in there and then the clothes the dirty clothes are dealt with straight away right and um, being specific about what you want and how you will achieve it helps you. Oh, we've already done that bit. <laughs> so don't ask yourself to do a habit when you're likely to be occupied with something else. So look at your diary. Like if you don't have a diary in a schedule, this will become very difficult. So that's almost step one. But if you know that quite often at this time in this week, you're off doing something else or you're likely to get invited out, which is gonna make you not wanna do the habit, that's probably the wrong time to set up that habit. By the way guys if you're getting value from this drop me some hearts in the comments on facebook and instagram and if you're loving this podcast so far then take a screen grab of your um of the, the picture put it in your instagram stories and make sure you tag me and tell me what your biggest takeaway has been so far so most of the actions we take each day are shaped not by purposeful drive and choice but by the most obvious option so design your environment around you to make it obvious what habits you need to do. Again, it comes back to the book. It's obviously there on the table. This book is here to be read. I don't have to think about it. It's there. I I just do it. Okay. Same with like using my products, like my tea and aloe are on the side next to the kettle. So I just drink the tea (laughs) because it's there, right? Setting up the environment to make it obvious. And then you can take the thinking process out of it. So disciplined people are better at structuring their lives in a way that does not require heroic willpower and self-control. In other words, they spend less time in tempting situations. People think they need this massive willpower and all this kind of stuff to achieve big goals. But the truth is you don't. You just need to have um, a good structure around your life. And then you spend less time in tempting situations. The people with the best self-control are typically the ones who need it the least because they've systematized their life, they've created an environment that allows them to win. So often the sweeter the first fruit of a habit, the more bitter are its later fruits. I love this and I did a whole thing on this as well. Basically, sometimes the short-term pain creates the long-term gain. So you just need to understand that if the fruit is a little bit bitter when you first start it, when you're going out for the run in the rain, (laughs) it's not that fun. But when you feel fit and healthy and energised this time next year, you're you're reaping the rewards, right? So as a general rule, the more immediate pleasure you get from an action, the more strongly you should question whether it aligns with your long-term goals. Okay, so. A couple of top tips as well so habit tracking having a system for tracking the habits that you're completing and creating that consistency and seeing how consistent you're being try and back up like get a print out of the month and then cross off the days that you complete the habits you're trying to create and then you'll be really proud to be like oh my god i've done 10 days in a row and you'll feel really excited and that will propel you to to go on and have a rule of never miss twice okay so life happens sometimes for example I missed going live uh, the other day, and yesterday actually, I did miss twice, but not twice in a row, Um, just because of life, okay? But I made sure the next day, even though I just got in my Christmas pajamas and I had no makeup on, I was like, I cannot miss twice. I cannot miss twice in a row. So I had to get on and deliver some value because that's part of my purpose. I wanna add value to people's lives. I want them to think differently. I want them to change their mindset. I want them to live a better life. So I have to show up in order to achieve that, right? The first mistake is never the one that ruins you it's the spiral of repeated mistakes that follows missing one is an accident missing twice is the start of new habit of a new habit okay when successful people fail they rebound quickly the breaking of a habit doesn't matter if the reclaiming of it is fast and that's why that never miss twice rule is sorry about the dishwasher is very important because if you miss twice you're on the spiral but if you miss once and you get straight back on track You're winning. I say this to my clients all the time. They're like, oh, it was my daughter's birthday at the weekend and I ate loads of cake and I did all this stuff. And I'm like, so what? Like next day, no problem. Back on track. It doesn't ruin you. That one day doesn't ruin you. Just like over Christmas, like the odd thing, the odd treat you're going to have isn't going to ruin you. It's what you're doing the rest of the time and your mindset around spiraling down or just getting back on track that will make the difference. So at some point it comes down to who can handle the boredom of training every day, doing the same lifts over and over. So obviously that's an example in terms of exercise and weight training, but ultimately creating these habits and sustaining them can be a little bit boring. So, You have to be willing to accept the boredom of repetition because repetition creates success, right? If you only do the work when it's convenient or exciting, then you'll never be consistent enough to achieve remarkable results, (laughs) if I can speak, that would be great. Um, And professionals stick to the schedule. Amateurs let life get in the way. I had scheduled this morning to get on live at this time, right? I had to make sure I was ready to go and I had to make sure that I was done by half past nine, it's now 9.28, because I need to prep for another call that I've got. So I am acting like a professional, like I have my schedule, I have my Google calendar, I have planned out what needs to happen when, and then I stick to that. And then that's what allows me to compound the results, to create the habits that then allow me to have success and allow me to reach all of the goals that I want to reach next year and beyond. So that's it from me for today, guys. Just a reminder, the book is A Tight Habits by James Clear. I don't get paid to promote it. It's just an excellent book and it will add a lot of value to your life. But I hope you got value from my personal notes and my personal thoughts around the book. Um, Remember, if you did get value, then make sure you share this live video or this podcast um, with some friends, share it on your pages. Sharing is caring. And a lot of people need this stuff. People need this, these mindset changes and learning how to think differently and the tools that they need to actually create change in their life. So thank you so much. I appreciate you all. Have an amazing day and I'll speak to you all very soon.